This episode contains explicit language. Welcome to Mom and Daughter Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, December 15th, the juggling all the things edition. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 10, Oliver, who's 8, and Teddy, who's 6. We live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who's nine and a half, and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Zach Rosen. I am a podcast maker. I host another show called The Best Advice Show, and I live in Detroit with my family. My oldest, Noah, is five, and my youngest, Ami, is two. Well, today we have a very relatable question about an eight-year-old who wants to do everything all at once. We're talking karate, piano, soccer, theater, gymnastics. You get the picture. We're going to help our listener get their schedule under control while also keeping their passionate eight-year-old happy. Then on Slate Plus, we cannot help but weigh in on a juicy question first posted on the Slate Parenting Facebook page, all about a pretend wedding that took place at school. Here's a sneak peek of what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. If these were first graders, you know, I think this would just play, you know, but like for these to be kids, they're on the cusp of having that interest or that are starting to, you know, like, like I said, I've heard some things. There's a lot. I like so-and-so, so-and-so talks to so-and-so. So for it to escalate past crushes and boyfriend, girlfriend to marriage is so interesting. All right. We're going to catch up on our weekend parenting, but not before a quick break. See you back here in a second. All right, Zach, do you have a triumph or fail for us this week? I got a fail. We are coming out of Noah having an ear infection. You you would have heard last week that she was struggling with that. She missed three days of school. But um, the medicine started to work. And by the end of last week, she started to feel better. So she got one day of school in last week. And we thought, okay, great. She's she's, uh, doing better. Um, And then on Saturday... It wasn't uh, entirely apparent that she was still sick. But what was apparent was that she kept talking in her baby voice. Mm. And at first I was like, fine. Like she, she resorts to baby voice sporadically. She's five. She's not so far past it. Um, But she just like kept doing it. And I was just so impatient with it. I was just not being my best self. I was just like, Noah, Talk like a big girl. Come on, Noah. And it's just like over and over. Um, and clearly that wasn't helping. And and all my fails come back to to this lack of patience and inability for me in the moment to think about why 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 might she be talking like a baby right now? What does she need? It turned out she was still sick, like she developed a cold like that day. Um, and I think she just needed some some extra TLC. But I was ashamed of myself for just being like, Noah, come on. It's like that doesn't work. So I've been I've been thinking about it a lot in the wake of it. I don't endorse the baby talk, but I think my reaction to it was not at all helpful. It is annoying though. It's so annoying. <laughs> the baby talk is so annoying. It's okay to be annoyed by it. I did I did everything short of saying like shut the fuck up. <laughs> which I didn't you do, didn't but I, that. that's what I was when? feeling. Yeah, okay, sure. Thanks, Liz. Yep. <laughs> I didn't tell my kid to shut the fuck up. Triumph. 
you know, low, there's we, no have low stand, we have low standards at the end, <laughs> at the end of the year. <laughs> it's exactly. It's December. We're on our last leg. Yeah, we really know. are. My God. Zach, something you said, I've just found so profound. All of my fails are connected to a lack of patience. Mm. And that is so often like, I think almost everything I do wrong in parenting, if I just took a moment, you know what I mean? Like if I took a beat. Mm hmm. And just thought it out a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Like, it, it would have gone differently. I would have used kinder words, you know, if I just had a little bit more time to think about her perspective. Yep. And so my own fail is from yesterday. I'm so deeply disappointed in myself. I lost my temper with Naima. And, you know, I... Gave her about 20 minutes to herself. I was in the laundry room um, to do homework, right? We did the first page of the homework together. Naima's been really frustrated with math. She's having some challenges there. We're working on getting tutoring. Like, it's a whole thing. Um, and she gets a lot of math homework, you know, which is in a way good. We're getting some practice. But in another way, it's like here you are every night being confronted by the thing that makes you feel inadequate, you know. Um, yeah. And I came back and like she did one problem successfully and nothing else. But it wasn't that she'd spent the entire time on one problem. It's that she said she's second guessed herself on the first one she wasn't sure she got it right and so she didn't try with the others she didn't have a device she was just sitting there staring off into space and I got so frustrated I was just like so you just sat and did nothing you didn't even try Naima and I laid in on her for not trying you know and mm. that is a consistent thing with Naima that when things are challenging sometimes she gives up but you know it's my job as the grown-up to think about why she's giving up and to think about what does this mean on a you know deeper level and to be more empathetic than judgmental. And I wasn't empathetic. I was judgmental, you know? And so, I mean, I didn't scream. I raised my voice, you know, I didn't scream, but you know, like I wasn't kind in that moment, like I should have been. And, you know, and she got very defensive of herself and, you know, like it was the whole thing. And we apologized to each other, but I was very clear with her. And again, I reiterated this morning that like, I was wrong, you know, mm -hmm. and when she says that's okay, I'm like, it's not okay, you know, and I don't want anyone to ever talk to you like that, especially not me, but I don't, you know, that's not how people are supposed to talk to you. You deserve, you know, kindness and patience. And I am frustrated with a lack of effort at times, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But like trying to communicate that. It's so difficult, you know, she's often very defensive of herself and it took her, you know, I think it was because I was upset that she, you know, kind of admitted that she just didn't try as opposed to, you know, pretending as if there was some other sort of reason or, you know, but she admitted like, I, I just gave up. I just didn't try. I don't know. It just sucks. It's like, God, parenting fucking sucks, you guys. <laughs> Are you in a season right now of feeling, just feeling overwhelmed by, because I am certainly, Jamila, are you like, I you're am. just like in, in, yeah. in one of those moments, which we go through. Um, yeah. What do you think there's anything like, have you been taking care of yourself? Have you been like having fun yourself? Have you been able to? Uh, 
to the best of my ability, I have things to look forward to socially. I have some outlets. Okay. You know. That's good. It's just kind of a bad week, too. I don't know if you guys feel this way. It's just like all of the things. And the year stress is real, for sure. I think, Jamila, you should feel like amazing that you apologized again in the morning. Like how many of us just blow it off? Yeah, and let it I go? agree. I agree. So and you do this. Like, you, this is your pattern. Really well. Yeah. Yeah. No, she gets apologies. Like she's, you know, I mean, not like it's happening all the time, but when I'm <laughs> no, right, wrong, right, right. when I'm, you know, I'm generally pretty transparent about it. I wasn't suggesting that you are fucking up all the time. I was suggesting that <laughs> no, in, no, in, no, the, in the no. moments that you do, you're really <laughs> good morning, at circling back to apology. it. Yeah. <laughs> Every morning, just I'm sorry. No, I just think I mean <laughs> I so morning. often like apologize in the moment, but by the next day it's gone, and I think it's such a nice way to to also reframe, like to come back and say this is why I was frustrated. Yeah, um, and I, I want better good. for yeah. you. Like yeah. I want you to try things, even if you're going to fail. Yeah, you know, because you know that's an important life skill, and she doesn't know that yet. Yes, she doesn't get that. I'm like, if all these answers had been wrong, we would have been fine. That would have been that? better like, than that. Would have been right. better than this. That's right. Okay, well, I also making it a triple fail week. All right. Humorous all right. fail to share. All of our school pictures came back this week, and I'm about to slack. Something, <laughs> but first, first, I'm going to tell you. Oh, boy. Teddy's picture, adorable. Henry decided to opt out of the picture. He just said Aww. he wasn't feeling it, came home. I was like, okay, cool, because we're homeschooled. They cool. don't have, like, a retake. Okay, I'm going to send you Oliver's. Okay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Did you get it? Oh, yes. Okay, let's, Are you serious? let's describe this. <laughs> this, guys, is the best photo <laughs> that they had. So I'll let you two. <laughs> okay, because I've seen this kid before. He's no he's an adorable way. kid. He's such Gorgeous a cute kid. kid. And this picture first. No way. Okay, let's describe this, Jamila. Um, so he's got a cute uh, zipper uh, Christmas Sw- sweater pullover. on. Like high neck Christmas sweater. Very pullover. cute. Sandy blonde hair. Looking right at the camera, but it also looks like he is what? He's trying grimacing. Trying to like hold in a fart? What is what is he? <laughs> you know, know. he's looks grimacing. Like... <laughs> it is the most You know what it is? I could tell like he got caught uh, mid uh, it was gonna be an awkward smile. And they caught him mid awkward smile. So instead of getting the awkward smile, you get what looks like a grim. He looks so disgusted with like this is a meme. Like <laughs> yes, this yes. is a meme. My best this is a family like meme a for sure. For, <laughs> for this is for, great. For it is the worst possible photo. Yeah, you, um, you have to. You have to. You gotta get. Of course, I want one because it's amazing. This I was on my refrigerator. It's not that funny, but every time I open it, it it's is pretty funny. So no, I, I, I funny. literally please send me one, Elizabeth. I want it's, one. Okay, this I will. Great. I'm sending everyone copies. Um, this will be the picture you all like remember. He's kind of being held hostage, <laughs> <laughs> and he even after showing it to him, he said, "Yeah, that's what happens when photos are taken in the gym." Well, there you, so, well he's like disgusted at this. Uh, look at look at what am I supposed to work with here? Like kind of close. His mouth. He's still cute despite all of it, though. He's still a very cute. Can tell he's a handsome kid, but he just—he looks disgusted with the world. Like, how could you? There's a basketball hoop over there, and I'm supposed to give you Paris in springtime. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. He took, and you guys, it's not. He took a beautiful photo last year. 
in most of my I'm family sure photos, did. he has a great smile. Sometimes he doesn't want to participate. So I was like, did you not want to participate? And he was like, no, <laughs> guy's not down. I have a, I have a take that I think that school pictures should just be done away with. We ha- we take pictures oh, of our kids all the damn time. Why do we need do. this stupid formal one with a gray background and sp- and spend like forty dollars on wallet size photos that like we have we have enough pictures, don't we? We have not had good luck with them either. Like I mean, we had such great ones when Naima was super little, and these last few ones have not. You know, she's not been happy with them. I haven't been happy. We just did retakes uh, last a couple weeks ago because the first set was so. And she had on this really fly hat, and the photographer said, "Let's do one without the hat," and that's the one he sent us. Like the kid obviously wore the goddamn hat for the picture. Like, when do children have hats? Like, send me all of the photos and let me choose. Let me choose. Yep. That'll be, <laughs> that, that sounds like an easy process. Which he looks less disgusted. Which brings me to what did the other pictures look <laughs> like? <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> what are the bad I ones know. like? I Like, how could this be the best? How? My other concern is, you know, I think schools do them because then at least at our schools, they, they use these photos. Like, like when you yeah. get your students next year. And I just think like, okay. oh, good grief. Like, this is the picture they will upload into <laughs> <laughs> What if he has school, like Naima's school, they didn't get them this year, but last year they had photo IDs with their school pictures on them. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, good grief. I guess there is Um, a utility to them, but still, this is But no, I I could abolish. You could get somebody's parent and a backdrop and get better pictures. I mean, I am going to buy it and put it on a mug, but... um, Yes, that's exactly where it should be. Yes. (laughs) There could have been funnier ones. There could have been funnier ones. There could have been one in which I felt was better, right? Like, how did you, some guy flipping through, was like, well, this is the best we got. (laughs) Well, you know what it is? When Naima was younger, when she was at, like, a private daycare center or whatever, they used, like, independent photographers, you know, and they would send us all of the pictures. But, like, all these Jostens and, like, the school photo industrial complex... Mm. You know, the ones that have been doing it for 100 years, they've right. got a racket going. And I don't think they're going to change, unfortunately. But they should. This has been a disaster, but a cute disaster. They also get the money before you get the picture. So well, I, that's yes. the scam of it all. Like Now I'm stuck with this. Now you're stuck. <laughs> well, on that note. It's so, it's so good. It's the best. That is a triumph. Yeah, for well, sure. Well. On that note, we're going to take another quick break. We'll see you back here for our listener question. Okay, we're back and it's time for our question. Dear mom and dad, we're struggling with how many things our almost eight-year-old wants to do and how to choose what to allow and what to strike. She does karate and loves it. And she also plays piano. But on any given day, she wants to play soccer, do singing lessons, do gymnastics and tumbling and dance classes and cheer and basketball, just to name a few. And here's the thing. It's not a passing fancy. She brings up all of these things all the time. We tell her there's only so much money that we have and time in the day, but we're struggling with what things to allow her to pursue. Obviously, we have our preferences, but we don't want to force her into not doing something just because we don't care for it. She's just equally as excited by the prospect of doing anything and everything that she happens to hear about. So how do y'all decide on what to do? Thanks, Participation pickle. 
I think this is easy, you know, like she's already got two activities, which I think is a fine number of activities for an eight year old who also has homework. You know, I would imagine unless you go to a very progressive school and if so, lucky you. But, you know, needing to keep up friendships with other kids and responsibilities around the house, two activities to me sounds like a good number. I know she brings up these things on a regular basis, but maybe it's time to talk about the things that she is doing. You know, like if you could only do two, what would they be? And if your schedule works for three, maybe one of these things are only once a week or maybe they're both only once a week. And so you have time in your schedule. Maybe she doesn't go to after school. I don't know. But like three activities, I would say would be my personal maximum. And that's still a little, you know, that's a little bit of a stretch. That's probably Mm -hmm. a lot of moving around unless these are, you know, centrally located. And you could have somewhere in town that has a few of these options all in one place. The most important thing is identifying what she likes to do the most, like what is most important to her. If you could only do two things, what would they be? If you could only do three things, what would they be? And, you know, committing to those, giving them a good shot. And if she decides later that she'd rather do gymnastics than karate, then you can make that transition, you know, but just making sure that she's taking a reasonable amount of time to try things out and really explore her interests. I don't think you should be overwhelmed by the number of things that she's interested in, right? She just sounds Mm -hmm. like a creative, talented, active little girl. Another way that she can engage with some of these interests is through reading, you know, Uh, which you also want to make sure that she's getting a good amount of time to do in between all these activities because she's at the age where she should be, you know, approaching, you know, being a strong, independent reader. So... Let her, you know, take it away and read a book about kids that are, I don't know, maybe that's cruel. No, you don't, you can't take dance class. Why don't you read about some kids <laughs> taking dance classes? Maybe not that, but maybe that they're would so be happy. one way. They're so happy. Just look at them. Um, <laughs> look at them dance. But maybe one way that she could, you know, get out some of that extra energy could be through reading. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And for this is a great problem to have, like your kid is a is a polymath they are interested in a lot of things that's wonderful and to build on what you're saying jamila like i think this is as much a question about like what you want your life to be do you want your life Mm -hmm. to be driving from this thing to that thing um if i if i was driving my kids like every day a week to a different activity which you know eventually that might be the case because like once you're in high school you have like sports practice for whatever team you're on every day but for now it's like try to limit it and in addition to reading about dance or whatever like you can learn a lot online you can take like like those skillshare type classes you can like learn to sing by just like listening to music you can you can learn to dance by like going in your basement you know watching music videos hanging out with your friends and like coming up with dances it doesn't everything doesn't have to be like institutionalized or formalized and in fact like it's a really good point i wish that i would have stuck with the piano but I didn't because like the the kind of didactic nature of like sitting with the old lady on the bench right next to me, that just like didn't work for me. So your your kid could be someone who just like thrives in that type of environment. But I think that there are spaces at your home or at your kids friends homes where they can explore this stuff, have fun, but not like commit to it fully and, and also enable you not to have to like pay for 
a bunch of things all at once. So um, I co-signed like, yeah, pick the things that you care most about right now, the one or two things, and then, you know, pick pick two new things um, in the spring or whatever. I'm really stuck on this line that says like, obviously we have our preferences because I wonder a little bit if this letter is actually like, these are two things we chose for her when she was younger mm. and she does them and she likes them, but she's asking about these other things. And so I, I wonder if the conversation needs to be, would you want to try one of these things in place of one of these other things for one session, whatever that looks like, right? For the winter. What if we didn't do piano for the winter and you did this other thing? Or what if we didn't do karate for the winter and you tried this other thing? Because I do wonder if some of it is that these are things that were chosen for her when she was younger and now she wants to make some choices about things or she's hearing that her friends are doing things. I wonder if you've had conversations about like, is it that you want to be in a class? Like are all of her friends doing this one thing um, while she goes and does something else? And so now she wants to do something like with them. Like what are the parameters? I also think summer is a great time to get to spread some of your wings on, on these activities. Mm -hmm. If you can find a camp that samples a bunch of this stuff, I know I've usually been able to find like a sports camp where each day is something different to really give them a chance to try these things. I just find with kids like they hear about something and they want to try it, but then they go try it. And sometimes it just doesn't meet those expectations for them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to say we can take like like an eight year old can take a six month break from piano and come back and not not have lost any ground. So if you're worried about like, we were, we're on this path and I'm going to break into that. It's like, they're eight. It's okay. Giving them some opportunities to do some other stuff and, and then going back. But obviously you are still the parent. And I, I think, you know, Zach, you're, to your point that you get to decide what this looks like. It is okay to say no. And a lot of these things she wants to do, like Jamila said, go to an open gym at a gymnastics on on a Saturday, they mm-hmm. have those. You pay your $10 and they can try all the things and there are instructors. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like that was a real spark, then talk about whether they like that more than karate, you know. Um, but they may go and jump a bunch and be like, oh, I don't really love this, you know. Yeah. It's a good problem <sighs> to have. It, it is, is a, a good, good problem, problem to, have. to have. It's definitely. But it's also like a, a very adult, like, I feel like also you're helping them learn because as an adult, we have like a million different polls on yep. things we could do with our yep. time. Yep. And so like, how do you make those decisions? And how do you choose the things you love without also getting stuck in just doing the same things you've always done? So mm-hmm. think of it as like helping her navigate that to lay some groundwork for when, when you know, you're not the one making those choices. Mm-hmm. Well, participation pickle please keep in touch we'd love to know what you end up doing and if any of our advice helped of course everyone else if you have some advice to offer send us a voice memo or email us at mom and dad at slate.com that's also of course where you can send us any questions of your own and that's it for our show don't forget to join us monday and while you're at it please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an episode this episode of mom and dad are fighting is produced by rosemary belson and christy tywell mackenjula For Jamila Lemieux and Zach Rosen, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening. All right, Slate Plus listeners, let's keep going. So if you're a regular on the Slate Parenting Facebook group, you may have already seen this wild thread, but it was too good to pass up. So here's what it said. 
Killjoy parent here. My fourth grader has a quote-unquote couple in their class, and the couple planned an elaborate recess wedding. Everyone dressed up, and everyone has jobs slash roles. At first, I was like, yikes, the teachers won't like this. But then I heard the teachers took pictures. The principal was there. Am I just a total killjoy to think this is inappropriate and a bit icky for fourth graders? Wow, what do you guys think? I don't know. Okay, so I, I, if I had heard about it without the teachers, like if, if your kid came home and said this, I think I would probably write it off as like, okay, maybe an opportunity to have a little conversation about marriage and <laughs> about, you know, like, is this an inclusive activity? Is this something like, do you need to be getting married at fourth grade? Like, why is this something that people want to do? But would have largely written it off. Like, okay, if this is what you're doing at recess, weird, but whatever. Like, there are better things you could be playing. I am, like, very alarmed at the teacher's participation in this because I think that it co-signs it in a way that it shouldn't be by adults. I don't know. It's icky to me. The adult involvement is interesting. Clara in the comment thread said, find out a few more specifics before getting concerned. Children mimic adult behavior. At that age, they're still learning social cues, which is true. So I don't think it's, like, fundamentally bad like you know i i, I want to know a lot more were they were they watching a movie where people got married is this just like you know imaginative cosplay or like are these two like a couple and saying that they're in love yeah there, there's just a lot a lot more questions that i have here yeah i think that's where i'm at i have questions you know the adult involvement to me is very strange Naima had a husband in preschool and I knew about it and I was fine with it, but I they were also significantly younger and there wasn't like a ceremony and adult involvement. You know what I mean? Like we laughed about it. It was fine. We monitored them, you know, to make sure they weren't doing anything inappropriate in the way that you would watch kids in general to make sure they're not doing anything inappropriate. But um, something about fourth grade is just like, like, I've overheard some conversations and some things, and Naima's told me some things, and, like, these are kids on the cusp of puberty, right? And, like, yeah. I just, on one hand, I think it is a really good point. Like, kids are pretending to be firefighters and chefs and, you know what I mean, hairstylists mm -hmm. and, like, other adult activities. So, like, why wouldn't marriage be one of the things that they want to try out, like, kids play with baby dolls like we yeah. think of that as important and significant so I don't think that marriage is the worst thing for kids to be curious about or to want to you know to to be even somewhat fixated on or you know just interested in but like or it's a cosplay on some level like I don't think that's inherently wrong but I want to know how do these children feel about each other you know what I mean because it's one thing if this is like halfway a joke and these are besties and you know, like they adore each other, but they don't actually envision themselves as joining as two halves to create a whole. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, yes. what is the weight? What are the emotional stakes for these children? What if them, one of them doesn't want to be married anymore? Is the other one going to be OK? Are they going to break down? You know, and like, what does it mean to them to be married? Do we want our children to be governing themselves by those kind of rules so early? I don't know. I mean, I think there is a world in which like this could happen and it's fine and kids could just totally play at weddings the same way they play airport or play what i don't know what children fucking play because it doesn't seem like they 
do just a straight up imaginative play anymore. But if it were left, right? Like if when recess was over, it's over. And this was the game. This is like what they did instead of playing kickball. Right. Yeah. But are they married now? What does this mean? Now, like people are taking pictures and memorializing it. And it's like, you know, clearly being sent around to you know, people, I'm like, so now adults have become involved in the children's play in a way that makes it, in my opinion, inappropriate. Like, I mean, I agree with you. There's a lot of concerns with them playing on their own, but I just think kids have a way of working some of that out and us adults not always understanding how that Child works. Lore. Like maybe to them, none of this stuff matters. The marriage, yeah. this was just a game. Like nobody was going to be married in two couples. But what happens now when one of the teachers says like, oh, well, where's your husband? you know, um, in the hallway or or now impart some kind of adult rule on a children's game. I don't remember doing this um, myself, but a ton of people are commenting like, my kid did this this year. My kid did this last year. My fifth graders just did this. So it, it seems like a very common um, game that that kids are doing. But the yeah, I think I think the the teacher involvement is is where the line perhaps should be drawn. Also, like, I'm a hypocrite, but if these were two same gender kids, I would probably be less judgmental of it on some level, I realize, like, and I have to sit with why, you know, and I think on some level, because I would think, well, this is good that these children and these adults are affirming the value of these relationships, and that's good, and they're saying it out loud, so any kid that needs to hear it can hear it. But it would still be a strange activity. It is also, it is just really interesting. Like, if these were slight, if these were first graders, you know, I think this would just be play, you know. But, like, for these to be kids that are on the cusp of having that interest or that are starting to, you know, like, like I said, I've heard some things. There's a lot. I like so-and-so, so-and-so talks to so-and-so. So for it to escalate past crushes and boyfriend girlfriend to marriage is so interesting which is why please can they update us please i hope you listen to the show and like yeah send us the wedding photos too we need the wedding photos what does she wear we need to see the wedding photos we're against to understand how against them we are what's their cake I know. Feels well executed. You'd be surprised how quickly I'll turn on everybody here. (laughs) Well, Slate Plus, thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here on Monday. And be sure to join us on Thursday for another bonus segment. 